When the markets are down, turn us up. Your Twin Cities radio home for business and investing news. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Thousands of people have taken to the streets of Sydney and other Australian cities to protest new lockdowns related to COVID-19 outbreak. Officials there do say that the cases are on the rise. The not-so-good news is that... uh, Unfortunately, the cases continue to rise in New South Wales and here in Greater Sydney. That's New South Wales State Health Minister Brad Hazard. There was a heavy police presence today in Sydney to confront the protesters. Firefighters have officially ended their search for bodies in the debris of the collapsed Surfside condo building. That decision concludes a month of painstaking work, removing layers of dangerous debris that were once piled several stories high. What they've done is is truly transformational for these families, for the world to see. That's Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava praising the first responders. This is SRN News. When there's a need, the Salvation Army is there. Your gift today ensures their continued service throughout the Twin Cities. Donate at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Geritom Medical. Hey there. Remember me? I'm Tasha with Forever Cleaning. Here to ask, aren't you tired of cleaning your office? Did you know that when you do it yourself, you are taking precious time away from doing all the things you really enjoy? Like spending time with the family, or spending the day doing absolutely nothing at all. Or better yet, taking advantage of that fishing license you keep buying every year but never seem to find the time to use. Imagine this, you getting your hooks wet, catching some dinner, and leaving the cleaning to us. Forever Cleaning aims to provide top quality service that includes trash removal, break room bathroom disinfecting, dusting, mopping, and more. So what are you waiting for? Call us today at 763-807-9817 to schedule your walkthrough or visit forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. And if you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first three months of service. So remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Yes! Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening on a beautiful summer day. Hope you're able to get outside and enjoy it. Uh, Joining us now on the line, uh, Jake Ward, who is the president of the Connected Commerce Council, or 3C, uh, which is a lot easier for me, Jake. So if I use that abbreviation, I hope you don't mind. Uh, but uh, I, I'm very pleased to have you here today. Good morning. It's a pleasure. Don't worry about it. I use it as well. It's a, it's a mouthful to say the whole Connected Commerce Council <laughs> branding. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be quite quite a quite a challenge. So so Jake, uh, we got introduced by a mutual friend and uh, sent me a, a press release you put out uh, last month uh, taking dead aim on uh, some of the antitrust proposals that are coming out of Washington at this time. Jake, uh, before we get to the specifics of those particular proposals, tell people first what it is that you do and the group that you're representing with 3C. Sure. The Connecticut Commerce Council is a nonprofit, nonpartisan trade association for small businesses. We are are the voice in Washington for, I guess, 17,000 uh, American small businesses to date uh, on issues like antitrust and taxes and access to resource and privacy. And our specialty is uh, digital empowerment, and, which is sort of a fancy w- way of saying that small businesses use technology to compete in the global world, and we want them to have more of it. We want them to have it for less money, more access, fewer strings attached, and more of a free enterprise worldview. So, so Jake, if I if taking what you just said, if I was going to ask one of your seventeen thousand members uh, for their opinion or attitude and interaction with Amazon, what do you think I would hear from them? Well, for the for those seventeen thousand small businesses, the portion of them that are sellers are retailers rather than sort of services or different types of products, they would tell you that having an online marketplace, whether it be Amazon or Etsy or Shopify, is what enables them to fast track their access to customers. For everybody else, they'd say it's a great place to buy everything. There is no question that we uh, have a slightly different worldview today than we did 18 months ago as consumers and as small businesses because we saw what happened when the world shut down from a physical standpoint and became more virtual, where we had to do our shopping online, where we had to purchase goods and services online, where we had to work online. And there's our research. We've put out a couple of reports in the last year looking at, you know, how did this happen? Where do we go from here? And then the recovery, the building blocks of the recovery, which we believe is going to be driven by small businesses, and ask that very question what do you need? And they would say more, better, cheaper access to marketplaces, to tools, to services. The more I can get, the better choices I can make. Okay, good. That's that. That's 
really, I, I think, some level setting. So when you're talking about, uh, uh, and, and I'm just picking on Amazon for a second, and I could, we could do this very same, we could do this very same thing with, with any of the other ones that with Google, or we could, and I'm, I'm interested in, in maybe your, your views, what a small business thinks about Facebook and the ability to advertise through Facebook, but you're viewing them as a, as, as a way in which you gain access People will say, yes, but you pay for that access in your reaction, you know, and you pay quite a bit for that access because they're a monopoly, right? And and what would your what would your membership say to someone who tried to make that point? It, they're not a monopoly. If we're talking about Amazon specifically, I just named three other platforms that provide direct competition to them. Right. But it's also not it's not commoditized. It's not single service you can use all three of those platforms i just named right it isn't right. a monopoly it isn't forcing it isn't a mechanism that reduces choice in fact we are living in a golden age of capitalist choice amazon isn't a public utility right it's not it's not supposed to be free it's supposed to create opportunity as where it can provide a marketplace to third-party sellers but more importantly it's a place where you and I can go buy things, right? Where we can compare prices and quality and service. I tell you, and I think small businesses, I'm, many of my small businesses would agree with this. I tell you exactly what I told the antitrust subcommittee, which is in any community of any size, anywhere in this country, the free market sorts out the top three winners of any product. If I ask you where, where the, biggest furniture store is in your hometown, where the highest quality furniture is sold, and where the cheapest furniture is sold, you can answer that question for me in two minutes. And because that's how markets sort themselves. It's, it's the way it's always been, it's the way it will always be, unless the federal government is picking winners and losers. And then we should just stop calling it capital. Okay, good. All right. Well, all right. So now we, so we've set that level. And by the way, i I want to recognize that not not all of uh, the, the the connected commerce council is are are small shops do, uh, retailing and doing uh, business to consumer works. Many of them are probably business to business, right? And I, I'm not sure what yeah, the percentages are. It's just, yeah. yeah, I just want I just thought that was the easiest way to to get to that to that point in a way. I think I think our listeners will understand, Jake. So thank thank you for entertaining the question, even though I I don't want to I don't want to. I don't want to give short shrift to uh, uh, many of your members, maybe the majority of your members that maybe aren't in that space where they're doing, where they're do, where they're doing uh, direct to consumer marketing. Um, so, hey, if you don't mind, go ahead. Could I just just let me, for full transparency, as you're going to, as you're undoubtedly going to hear, there are businesses that claim that companies like Amazon. Target, Walmart, other online retailers are private labeling and hurting their bottom line. And that is, that is frankly, one of the central tenets of some of the bill's backers. Congressman Buck from Colorado have said, I heard from small businesses that say that Amazon is bad for them. To which I asked Congressman Buck, could you point them out for me so I could have a quick conversation with them? Because the people paying the difference when Amazon competes, when private labels compete, when Tylenol gets a private label competition in your local grocery store, the people that benefit are consumers. That's how it's supposed yep. to work. 
Amazon doesn't do it more than Walmart or Target. In fact, it does it significantly less. It doesn't do it more or less than CVS or Walgreens. It does it significantly less. The difference is it does it at scale because it's an online platform, which is the other reason that it's so great for online sellers. Okay, so I wasn't going to necessarily go down this road, but since you brought this up, I kind of have to go. I have to go here. Um, I pulled up a, a story about uh, Lena Khan, who's now uh, the appointee uh, for the FTC under President Biden, right? And sure. she's like, she's like the, the 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 subtitle of this piece was the anti Amazon wrath of Khan. It's just, I mean, she is clearly an anti Amazon person. The best case that she has, may, and I don't know that this company is in is a member of the of your of three C or not, but if you think about it, I, and I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing their name right, but Quidzy yep. is a company that sold diapers on Amazon Mom, and so what happened was um, uh, they became less generous uh, after setting up Amazon Mom. They became less generous, and I think, am I right, that Amazon actually created a private label competition to Quidzy? Um, uh, I and, believe that's right. Yeah. But in the story, it turns out that it wasn't so, but Quincy uh, was, was basically, you know, was on Amazon Mom and getting this big discount to be there because Amazon was trying to promote this marketplace to help sell baby goods. Uh, and I've got grandkids, so I'm, I'm interested in making sure that my children and, uh, and my nieces and nephews have access to cheap goods uh, for their children, right? Uh, but I think... I, I mean, I think it's interesting interesting to find out Amazon Mom still pays a discount to e-tailers, uh, small businesses like Quidzy. They just happen to make them less generous than they used to be. So even I, the companies have, that are complaining seem not yeah. to be in that bad a shape. <laughs> I have a four-month-old. I have three kids. I have a four-month-old. Any money we can save on diapers sounds good to me. The value <laughs> provided to consumers when you create choice, when you create pricing stratification, is, is tangible. We can see it. It's right there in front of us. What these businesses are saying, and first of all, it's never been easier to start and run and succeed as a small business in the United States than it is today, right? You can reach customers anywhere in the world, Facebook advertising, Google advertising. You can create marketplaces through Shopify and Amazon. You can run it with QuickBooks and backend stuff for two or $300 a month. You can compete with the largest companies in the world on quality, on service, and on price. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. I, yeah. So we agree on that. Now, now we, we agree on that. I mean, heck, I, I, don't think, I don't think our mutual friend would have introduced us if he didn't know that I would agree with you on this. <laughs> so so let's, let's start with that. But I, I mean, my, my point here is, you're providing choice. It's not only there's been a provision of choice, but even those companies that are interacting with Amazon are saying, yeah, maybe getting competed with isn't so good, but I'm providing better service. And Amazon still has an interest in having other people list on, on their website. So they still provide some kind of discounting to someone that's willing to exclusively sell their product through Amazon mom or something like that. So 
That's exactly right. I, 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 the worst case yeah, scenario. Yeah, so I just don't. Bad. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, yeah, you, you, all right. I used to get, I mean, I used to get a dollar's worth of ice cream for 10 cents. I'm now getting a dollar's worth of ice cream for a quarter. Okay, I'm not as good off, well off as I was before, but I'm still getting four times the value for my quarter. So I, I, I think it's all right. So let me, let me, Jake, let me take a break here. When we come back, I want to get to the testimony, you know, and your, your attempted talk to Congress about the antitrust bills that are going through right now. Jake Ward from the Connected Commerce Council with us here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-94-BIBLE. That's 844-94-BIBLE. 844-94-BIBLE. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh. Hi everyone, this is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7.
Welcome back. King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. We're visiting with Jake Ward of the Connected Commerce Council, talking about competition, talking about antitrust. Jake, um, I'll tell you what sold me on uh, having you on, besides the fact that we have a mutual friend who I probably would just do just about anything for anyway, because he's such a good guy. But um, in the statement, and I've tweeted the statement uh, to our listeners using our hashtag pound KBRS here on the show, um, uh, you actually name names, uh, not the names of the people who are producing the bills, but who you think is behind these bills. I'm going to give you a chance rather than read, read your, uh, your press release. I'm going to give you a chance to do it yourself. Um, when we see these battles over antitrust, what do, what, what do you think is really going on underneath the surface here? I don't have Jake. I'm... Jake, are you there? I'm sorry, King. I lost you there for a second. Um, I was I was trying to say that the uh, I don't like the framing of this conversation as a billionaires versus billionaires, companies versus companies, because it, ultimately it's the small businesses and consumers that pay the price when antitrust goes awry. But I'll tell you right now that most of these fights are spurred by companies like News Corp who are angry with Google and Facebook over copyright issues, over advertising revenue, over the shifting media market that they missed 25 years ago. Google is still in a death fight with Oracle on any number of issues. The, the small town uh, stores are not the ones complaining about Amazon. It's Walmart and Target, right? These are very large companies targeting each other uh, in ways that hurt consumers and I'm fine with public companies duking it out on Wall Street or, or having conversations even in the press. But when you start getting the federal government involved and you start trying to legislate winners and losers in an open market, it's not good for my members. And ultimately, it's not good for our economy. So is this actually uh, but I mean, so what you're saying is is you're kind of caught in a crossfire in a of a battle that's happening between two very well-funded groups in um uh, your members are caught in, a, in in the crossfire in a battle between very well-funded very large companies and 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 and, and yeah i mean you're 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 caught in the middle of this but what so what do we if we don't call them out and say here's why that's happening um what what do we do because certainly some of your members or some people like your members are going to be used as um demonstrations as anecdotes for the damages that uh be at Amazon or Google on one side or Oracle or 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 or, or uh, uh, News Corp on the other side are portraying right. I mean, how do you fight? How do you how do you advise your members when they're being approached to say, "Yeah, you got harmed by so and so. You should you should talk to your legislator about that." I think if it's true, they they're welcome to have that conversation. I really do. I mean, I I I am frequently accused, again, full disclosure of using small businesses as a front for Google and Amazon who are partners of the connected commerce council. And, and my rebuttal to them is small businesses don't have a voice in these conversations. They don't have a seat at the table. 
And if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Small businesses don't have the money. They don't have the time. They don't have the ability to, to lobby and advocate and educate on their own. They need somebody who can stand up for them. I'm the son of a house painter and a nurse from Northern Maine. And I'm not from Silicon Valley. I'm here fighting for small businesses. If you're telling me that News Corp has the same values and that's why they're standing up for people that are harmed by online advertising, which is a hilarious sentence to say out loud, then they have an honest, earned place at the table and we should have that conversation and welcome them to it. But the truth is that these antitrust bills, whether it's coming from the left or the right, are politically driven. And I don't mean lowercase p as in everything's a partisan issue these, these days. I mean there is an electorate issue here where Democrats believed that large technology companies didn't do enough to moderate content during the 2016 election, and that's why Donald Trump became president. And Republicans think that they did too much to moderate conversation, and that's why Donald Trump isn't president. And as a result, these members of the House Judiciary Committee have taken up arms against tax using antitrust laws and proposals to weaken them just for companies, Apple, Google, Facebook, and Amazon. That's it. We're writing laws now to regulate four companies, four of America's largest shining cities on a hill companies that are in everybody's 401k, everybody's pocket, and running people's, uh, powering people's businesses throughout the country. That's the state that we have come to from a political standpoint. And if people are going to look at this and say, it's just Oracle fighting Google and, and Facebook and, and News Corp fighting with each other, I'd, I'd ask them to think about the ads they see in Google and on Facebook and on Instagram and how localized they are and go to Google and Google a plumber right now. Try to find a plumber in your hometown. The value that Google generates for local small businesses and access to their markets cheaply, effectively, and at scale can't be replaced by a 19th century view of advertising and marketing. Uh, it, it, it's a challenge. I mean, it really is a challenge, Jake. By, by the way, I can't let the comment about uh, Northern Maine go by without mentioning I'm, I'm, I'm the son of a guy that worked in a plastics plant in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, so, nice. so we have, we have similar backgrounds. Uh, and, 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 and by, by the way, uh, uh, it's Red Sox Yankees weekend. So I hope you're watching. Um, <laughs> you know, they have a chance to go 19 and 0 this year. Ah, let's do it. Let's do it. I, actually, no, right? We we lost a game uh, on a game that got called after six innings. On, on I think oh, I think right. the, I think the right. yeah I think yeah. the umpire should have let that one go on. I think we could have caught them in the end, in the last three innings. Yeah. I thought they got a cheap right. win. Anyway, uh, so let's call it eighteen and a half rather than nineteen. Uh, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were, uh, but my, I mean. I think you put your finger on a very important point and something I might talk about later, maybe and maybe in a, in a different show, how odd it is to use, you know, antitrust to regulate a company that provides things too cheaply because the whole theory of monopoly is built on the uh, on basic economic analysis. That is that is monopolies lead to higher prices, which damage consumers. Your whole argument is these firms might be very big, but there's no there. The, the harm is maybe to other big companies, but there's not a harm to there's not a harm to the small business person. 
I, I'd even go one step further and say that there actually isn't harm to other big businesses, that Shopify wouldn't exist without Amazon. Yeah. That the, the, the ability to, so as you know better than I do, thing that it's consumer harm and market manipulation are the threshold for antitrust law to be applied. Existing law has seen us through a depression, two world wars, a handful of recessions, the fourth industrial revolution. It works. It, it broke up Standard Oil, U.S. Steel, took a bite out of the bells, charged Microsoft and got them out of everybody's laptop, drove innovation, gave Apple a seat at the table. It works. We don't need new laws. We're only 20 years into this section of innovation that has already seen the rise and fall of Friendster and MySpace, has already seen Yahoo and AOL pass up on buying Google for $3 million. Right? The ability for companies to scale and grow and drive value, which then generates revenue for everybody else in the marketplace, that's conservative view of the economy, right? Like that's how we are supposed to look at capitalism. And instead, we want the federal government picking winners and losers to the detriment of every participant in that economy for some sort of conceptual next person, next company. I promise you, they're coming. They're coming very quickly. Uh, so, Jake, we have just about a minute left. Um, uh, do you see any – what's your prognosis on, on these bills? I mean, I haven't even talked about uh, President Biden's executive order, which, which we could talk about. But, but what's your prognosis on these bills? Uh, it, it, do any of them stand a chance of seeing the light of day uh, of being, on, being voted on? Yes. Short answer is yes. Longer answer is not in their current form. Right. Anytime legislation gets pushed this fast by people that don't have a full grasp of the issue, what you get are garbage bills. And that's what this is. That's why they haven't come to the floor yet. That's why we won't see them until at least September. David Cicilline, the chairman of the antitrust subcommittee, has been working on this for over 18 months. He still hasn't figured out how to write legislation that accomplishes the goal that he's aiming for. That's because the goal he's aiming for is to require American businesses to do things that are not in their best interest or the best interest of their shareholders or their customers. And that's pretty antithetical to everything that we've built this system on. I I fully agree. Hey, Jake, I thank you so much. Uh, uh, Go Red Sox. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. I think I I, I really like the work that uh, the Connected Commerce Council is doing. And I, 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 I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, King. I really appreciate it. Go Sox. Okay. Okay, go Sox. Uh, We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place 
littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm you. proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. I want to thank uh, Jake Ward for being with us today. That was a, that was a good half hour. Um, and it brings up uh, a, few, a few things. I mean, this was an argument that I think was made um, that Jake makes, which is... Which is and... And the fact that small businesses are probably better able to work and gain a, a market share and attention because of being able to put things on Google and Facebook. Um, consumers are able to receive more things as a result of uh, a result of having access to the internet. I've talked repeatedly on this show about the fact that uh, during the pandemic, we, for a while, used uh, the gig economy uh, to um, to uh, pay uh, somebody to go buy our goods using a 
using a platform called Instacart. Um, paid them a per trip fee, Instacart a per trip fee, and finally they they made an offer. Wanting to lock in your your willingness to do this, they Instacart said basically, you can pay us a flat fee and then use use Instacart all you want, which we thought was great because for us. Just as a pair, just as a couple, uh, we wanted to make sure that we were able to divide how much money were we sending to Instacart versus how much money we were sending to the to the person driving our goods, and it, it wasn't just college kids from over here at the university. We we met. I'm. It was very very beautiful to see that a mom and daughter had gone out during the pandemic. I mean, this would have been last winter. A mom and daughter, daughter, I think a teen or a tween, um, bringing groceries together and delivering those goods to us. And I thought, that's beautiful. That's a great lesson. My only regret is I couldn't figure out how to make sure that she was my Instacart shopper all the time because it's like, I want to promote this. I want to do that. But I really felt like I wanted to do all of it. But someone said, yes, but you're also giving money to Instacart. And they're also reducing the amount of money that uh, the store you're buying from is getting. They're extracting a, they're extracting money from that store. And I was like, yeah, but maybe I don't shop at that store except for Instacart. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't spend as much time in there, and maybe I buy fewer goods as a result. And maybe because I'm just paying one time for Instacart, I'm shopping for more goods out of that one store than I might otherwise. Maybe I would buy the some things I want out of that one store and then go to a, go to a local convenience store to do a quick in and out in 60 seconds to replace uh, the half and half and loaf of bread that I finished up yesterday uh, and something like that. There's benefit going all around. I, I, I didn't particularly love this book, but I thought it was really thought-provoking. Uh, by Matthew Crawford uh, called "Wild Why We Drive." Uh, uh, it's about it's about driving on the open road, and it actually is in some sense a, 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 a not an attack, I would say, but a but a um, meditation on the the automatic world, the instantaneous information world that we have. Uh, and I I. I'll tweet it to you in the form of a podcast that Russ Roberts did with him back in January of this year. So he must have been out, and the book book was written, um, and spent some time talking about the fact that maybe what bothers us and why why the Amazons and Googles and so forth are so troubling is that it is not got anything to do with price, but the fact of how they make use of our information. And I know someone's going to probably tweet at me that uh, I should watch the social network. I have. In fact, I've watched it twice. And I, I, think, it's, I think it's a, point, a, a well-presented point of view of the world. I think it leaves out as much as it puts in. Um, I, I, clearly, it's a document, documentary. It's supposed to be kind of a documentary, kind of a kind of a dramatization um i mean it it's a good it's a good it's a good piece of cinema 
But for someone to say this is a documentary, I say, mm, I'm not sure I've seen all of the balance that I would want to have in a documentary that I would want to show to people to say, here's what's actually happening right now. Um, to me, it's no more or less a documentary than, say, a Dinesh D'Souza film about the history of the Democratic Party, which, which, yeah, I get. Uh, there are pieces where I'm like, yeah, you tell them, you tell them, D'Souza, that that those those rotten guys. But if you if you if you watch, you say, yeah, it's admitting a lot of things too. There's a real point of view in there. Anyway, the Matt Cro Matthew Crawford's book is about whether or not I should be happy about the fact that Google spends a bunch of money trying to create autonomous cars, uh, Waymo, right? Um, and that my car might, from time to time, tell me, you know, you should pull off the road because you've been driving for, for the last 90 to 100 minutes. And, oh, by the way, your favorite coffee, your favorite type of coffee, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, I don't know, Dunn Brothers store or a Starbucks store or a Caribou store, uh, only two minutes away, would you like directions? And if I press yes, it takes me there. I'm very happy and Google picks up uh, 25 cents uh, for the referral from that coffee shop. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of things that I'm having to think about in terms of do I really want to allow myself to be pushed and prodded and incentivized rather than in Crawford's view being just able to take a drive on the open road and just go where your car wants, just go wherever it is your mind wants to take you. A ref more reflective life. Yes. I might want that, but I will say there's times when I'm driving, when I want to go meet my daughter someplace in the Twin Cities where it's like, I just need to know where the nearest coffee shop is. And I don't want to, I don't want a chain. I want, I want a place that has decent Yelp reviews and where I know I can get the particular type of uh, coffee drink that I want, that it's on the menu. So I don't search for coffee. I search for the name of that drink. No, I'm not telling you uh, because I don't want you suggesting where I can go get the best, the best of the kind of coffee that I like. Um, uh, just, just know that it's got an Italian name uh, and it's not a common one. Uh, so I, I want that sometimes and I want to be able to explore it sometimes. My my point being, I'm not sure the I'm not sure the use of antitrust on the Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, you know, quadrumvirate, may we call it. I think that's the word. Um, the four headed the the four headed Hydra, uh, whatever, however you want to express that. I don't know that it's about it's certainly not about price but it's about some other level of discomfort for which we're using antitrust which is a tool that was meant to deal with the fact that 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 when monopolies work in their classical 19th century way they 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 do so by raising prices and restricting quantity 
And so I think it's right for us to sort of and for people like Jake to say, hey, that's not what antitrust is for. And by the way, when you do that, you are also causing a whole lot of collateral damage to small businesses. And then other small businesses will say, yes, but they're competing with us. When I was in the legislature, I had people I knew, friends. I mean, people I, people I would see two, three times a week while I was getting maybe a cup of coffee from the local chain. And, and I might sit with them for 10 to 15 minutes, see how they're doing, you know, or, or chat about, chat about uh, the Vikings uh, yesterday, if it was a Monday or something like that. Um, and them saying, you know, it's really not fair. And, then, and when I was in the legislature, a big issue was getting these companies to pay sales tax or use tax so that they had to compete on the same playing field with the with this small business owner who had a physical store here in Minnesota. Now, I had my my lack of sympathy for that story at the beginning was simply it would be really really costly for for the people in Jake's organization to manage 50 different ways to get 50 different sets of tax laws and then and then if you're in Minnesota and in some other states there's also local sales tax that you also have to figure out well it turns out technology solved that problem and who developed that technology places like Amazon or eBay or Shopify who take your zip code and know exactly how much sales tax you should be paying and who it could go to and if a if a small e-tailer was selling on that platform, the platform would assess the tax and would be able to make sure that the payment got made. Now, you have to pay for that, but chances are it costs you a lot less. Technology solves that problem. And the lack, and, 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 and I think really at the back of the mind, it's always about if you really want to, if you really want to uh, battle antitrust, you should be promoting laws that lead to greater competition. There is nothing in any of the five bills that Jake's group is fighting that actually increases competition. Doesn't. In the president's proposal, you've already heard me say there's one thing in the president's proposal in the executive order on competition that I liked, which was fixing occupational licensing because that will increase competition for services for professional services. It'll be easier for you to find a barber or a hair braider. It'll be easier for you to maybe find an accountant or a pharmacist or maybe even a doctor. If we could allow people who had established their credentials in other countries to bring those credentials for evaluation here in the United States without having to be completely re-licensed, re, uh, re, uh, uh, and go through the entire process a second time here in the United States. That would be great. And I think, and I applaud the Biden administration for naming that. But there are so many other places where they're taking us in, down the wrong path because of, a night, because of, and I want to reemphasize what Jake said, a 19th, using a 19th century law in the Sherman Act to work in a 21st century economy where the problem isn't a matter of price and quantity, but rather 
a sense of a loss of privacy and individual initiative. And honestly, I, it's my opinion that's what's, that what lies at the heart of this. What do you think? 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. Many people are searching for the right 401k decisions within these crazy markets. Are you looking for a local community of investors with the right skills that could help build confidence? Make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in center or virtually at 952-814-4410, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own. Whether it's for your personal system or business, Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive prices trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free radio.com app.
Welcome back. King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Last segment today. Glad to have you here uh, for a little bit longer. Uh, looks like the sun's shining outside. I still have to just completely close the shades in here to keep the room at all comfortable. Uh, but at least they've decided that I can have air conditioning until about 1115. Uh, then I bug out of here anyway, uh, because it gets hot in a hurry. Uh, again, if you have any questions, uh, 651-289-4477, I just tweeted to you at pound KBRS, uh, the link to that Matthew Crawford piece. It's worth thinking about. Why do we have this, the attitudes we have? I think really in our, our world with, uh, sh- more sharply polarized opinions, um, that you are observing a real desire. I, mean, I was listening to a podcast with Patrick Ruffini. Back in my AM 1280 days, I think we had Ruffini on once, maybe twice even. Uh, he's a pollster, and he's been doing this research on, on sort of looking at uh, where people's political views are and placing them in a, in a band, uh, band uh, between liberal and conservative on rather than economic and social, it's economic and cultural and defines culture in an interesting way. And when you do it that way, you have people who are culturally conservative but economically liberal um, as opposed to having, I mean, you still have that dominant piece where there's a group that is both economic and politic, economically and culturally conservative. Uh, you have a group that is both economically and and culturally liberal. And I would say the first group constitutes sort of the traditional Republican Party. The second group constitutes the traditional Democratic Party. And then the off-diagonals, you've got two, one which is economically economically, uh, economically conservative but culturally rather liberal, and that's the libertarian group. And I'm I, as a younger man, I would have been in that group, and, and, and it's the smallest of the group. According to uh, uh, Ruffini's poll work, there's only about 6% of the electorate that lives in that world. And that would have been me 25 years ago. I've probably gotten a little more culturally conservative, but I haven't gone hard to the conservative camp as some folks do. Um, I have some views that we don't need to get into that probably would still make me culturally quite liberal. But then you have that other side, which is culturally quite conservative, but economically quite liberal. And I think this is the issue. This is the point where the antitrust piece lives in the um, in the in the in the piece that Jake uh, wrote. He characterizes by the name of three people, including Amy Klobuchar. David Cicilline, Cicilline is the head of the, of, the, of the House Antitrust Committee. Klobuchar chairs the Senate Committee, Antitrust Committee. And then the other one is Ken Buck, who's from Colorado, a, a representative and a Republican. But <clears throat> part of that group, which is culturally conservative, but economically, I think, rather, at least on this view, fairly liberal. And this is where I think uh, much of the populist movement has, has gone to is that it has lost its economic, it, it has trended away from the traditional economic group, the traditional Republican group on economic issues while maintaining cultural, that cultural uh, um, 
conservatism and picking up in the process a group of uh, a, a, another group out there that probably would have voted Democrat, but who are Democrats who are culturally conservative. And there are certainly a number of them. And I think of uh, northern Minnesota as being one such place. Um, I think the antitrust issue is one of those issues that's sort of cross-cutting insofar as everybody sees a little bit something there because cultural conservatives look at look at Facebook and and Twitter and say how awful um and and economic liberals look at Facebook and Twitter and say how powerful and the both of them combine to say hey we don't like that we should probably do something about that and i think this is a dangerous moment because if you start using antitrust for something for 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 this You've really changed about 125 years of history, and I think it's not for the benefit of this country for reasons I hope you've heard today. Uh, so I am very glad to have had a chance to talk antitrust for an hour with you. I want to thank Jake Ward once more for joining us uh, as well, and thank you, Sean, for your work behind the board. And we will be back next week with another episode of the King Bang and Show on the Biz 1440. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 824-3853. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. 
If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. 